I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. God Knows was originally preached on January 29th, 2023 at Epicenter Apostolic Church. And we came out of the book of uh, Job. Verses that we read were Job chapter 1, and we went all the way down to verse number 5. If you have not had an opportunity to listen to this message in its entirety, I encourage you to um, go to our Facebook page. That's our Epicenter Facebook page. You could also go to our Epicenter YouTube page. Um, You could go to our website as well, and that'll give you links to everything, www.epicenterfresno.com. And the reason I say that, once again, in order for you to get the most of these podcasts of how we're breaking the message down, it's imperative that you understand what was preached to begin with. The writer begins to describe Job as a, an upright man. In fact, when you read those first five verses of Scripture, it lets you know that he would sacrifice on behalf of his children, just in case his children sinned against the Lord. Job wasn't waiting for something bad to happen. He wasn't waiting for sin to occur. He was taking care of things um, before they even came up. Another thing that is important to point out is that because Job is sacrificing, he, he's not having a pre-sacrifice. Uh, he's not going to a temple to sacrifice. He's actually the one doing the sacrificing. It lets us know that he falls within the time period of uh, what we call our fathers, which is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, before the sin of the golden calf. If you recall in scripture, it was after the sin of the golden calf that the Levitical priesthood was instituted. So this story takes place within that time period, uh, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that whole time period. In fact, it's believed to be one of the oldest stories in scripture. So that's how the Bible describes Job. And what we actually do here is we jump all the way to verse number 13. And again, if you haven't heard the message completely, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Verse 13 lets us know that his sons and daughters had gotten together and they were they were having a feast. In other words, you know, they're having a party. They were, they were eating. Uh, in the middle of all of that, in verse 14, it says that a messenger came to Job, basically begins to give him bad news. He begins to tell him that um, the oxen uh, were taken away. Uh, they, somebody came and, and stole them. Uh, while he's receiving those bad news, he has another one that says that fire fell from heaven and destroyed the sheep and the servants, uh, you know, were, were completely uh, consumed, were completely destroyed. While he's giving Job these bad news, the Bible says that another one comes and says that the house where his children were drinking uh, fell. There was this great wind and the house literally crushed them. So we have to understand Job is receiving bad news after bad news after bad news. And he's not only lost cattle and sheep and things like that. He's also lost his children. And this is a lot. Uh, It's a lot for a human being to be able to wrap their brain around it. You know, losing everything is, is very difficult. Sometimes we lose a job and we have a hard time. We still have a house and we still have some sort of secondary income coming in. But the simple fact that we lost our job, it's, it's, it's hard. 
So Job lost everything. I mean, literally everything occurred. And Job is having a hard time understanding why this is happening. And and here's the thing. It, it goes back to answering that question. Why does bad things happen to good people? Why does God allow certain things to happen when you see the ungodly and it looks like they're blessed and it looks like they have food on their table and you as a child of God, you're suffering, you're going through all this stuff. The question does come up. Why does good things happen to bad people? But it's interesting to note that in the midst of everything that occurred to him, Job arose, he shaved his head, fell down on the ground and worshiped. This is imperative. This is so important for us to understand because it shows the character of Job. And that's a question that you and I have to ask ourselves as as believers. What do we do when the going gets tough? We like to say, you know, I will serve the Lord and I will, you know, continue to worship him. Um, It doesn't matter what happens. I'm never going to turn my back on God. Many times that's lip service. If you truly want to find out the character that you carry or the character that another individual, another believer carries, watch the reaction when things go bad. In fact, how do you act when things go bad? When you get bad news, how do you react to that? When the car doesn't start, how do you react to that? And somebody, you know, a brother or sister maybe, you know, doesn't shake your hand at church or you know, things like that. Many things that are super petty, right? Super, super petty when you look at the 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 scheme of things, the great scheme of things, things that really uh, shouldn't bother us. But how does a child of God react? Depending on the reaction of the child of God, that lets you know how close or intimate they are with the Lord. And I have to say this, it doesn't matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, uh, You could be walking with the Lord for years, but if there's no intimacy between you and the Lord, you're not going to have much to show when the going gets tough. Job, the only thing that he can do when all of this is happening, now remember, he lost his his cattle, he lost his servants, he lost his children at the same time. At the same time, he lost his children. The only thing that he could do was worship. And in fact, he says, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. So we really start seeing how connected Job is with God. Now understand, there's a portion of scripture that we didn't read. We went from verse number one through five, and we jumped all the way to verse 13. We did not read verse six through 12. And at at the end, as we're wrapping this up, we'll explain that. But as you continue reading the book of Job, you start seeing a change in Job. It's very tough to stay positive. It's very tough to continue worshiping the Lord when you are surrounded by people who want nothing to do with God. It's very difficult to stay positive when you are surrounded by negative people, pessimistic people. It's difficult because what happens in its human nature, that negativity will start running off on you. 
whether you want it to or not, you will fight. I mean, if, if, if you're able to withstand that, then God bless you. But as human beings, as much as we fight, if negativity is around us, negative people are around us, people that are always whining, people that are always complaining, people that have nothing good to say, people that can't smile, people that can't be happy for other people, you hang around with people like that and that spirit that they carry will start coming into you if you're not careful. I say that because as much as Job was connected with God or to God, a change started happening in the life of Job. When you read the book of Job, and if you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it, you start seeing a change. And Job literally goes from a man who is able to worship God in the deepest, darkest moments of his life to a man that curses the day that he was born. How did that come about? Well, the Bible says that he had these three friends that came to to visit him, to encourage him. They heard what happened. Job was so bad. In fact, not only did he lose his family, but he also had boils from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. He had this illness. And the Bible says that when his friends showed up, They didn't know what to do when they saw him. And for seven days, they just sat there with him and said nothing. Job is sitting on the ground with dirt and ashes on his head. He's mourning. He has boils all over his body. He is unrecognizable. His friends, they have no words. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. And literally for seven days, the Bible says they just sat there with him. Wondering what happened. Because Job was blessed and highly favored. Now, sometimes we go through situations in our life where we feel like Job. We feel like, what did I do wrong, God? I've been worshiping you. I've been praising you. I've been trying to serve you better. Where did I go wrong? Why is all of these things happening to me? Now, his friends, instead of being there to encourage him, Because they're trying to get to the bottom of it. And that's what people will do with you. When they see that you're struggling or when you open up to somebody and you start letting them know the things that you're going through, it is human nature to try to fix the problem. I'm going to say that again. Memorize this phrase. It is human nature to try to fix the problem. You do it. I do it. It is hard for us to just sit there and listen In fact, sometimes it's very hard to encourage an individual that is going through so much like Job, who I expect Job to be completely blessed by God. In fact, the Bible says there was a hedge around Job and and all these things. So the last person that I expect to go through the situation that Job is going through is Job. So if Job was alive today and we're the friends and we're seeing this and we know that he's close to God and we know that he has this covenant relationship with God and we know God loves him, as much as we want to encourage Job, the one thing that's going to come to our mind is maybe Job sinned. Now we've done it. We've done that. When someone goes through a situation, we try to fix it. We try to get to the bottom of it. And many times that is our go-to. Maybe Job sinned. And in fact, his friends begin to tell him, you know, you need to repent. 
maybe you sinned against the Lord. Uh, right off the bat, his wife tells him, curse your God and die, right? So his wife was no help whatsoever. That that lady was out of her mind, curse your God and die. And you know, so we don't know what happened to her. But when his friends showed up, they're trying to resolve the issue and they're trying to help Job feel better. And they're doing it by saying, maybe you sinned, maybe you have to, you have to go before the Lord and you have to repent and, and things like that, right? And Job starts believing it. To the point that Job curses the day he died. Read the book. Read the book. The way he curses that day, he, he is so angry. He is so hurt. And, and, and he starts complaining uh, to God. And he starts just really just losing it. And, and I feel for him because he's going through this emotional and psychological experience where he's lost everything, including his children. And he's also sick. He has this weird disease that these boils showed up overnight. He doesn't know what's going on. I mean, literally. So I feel for him. And he's gotten to the point where it's like his faith. His faith is, it, it looks like it's its just ready to die, right? It's just ready. He's ready to give up. The Bible says that God speaks to Job from the midst of a wind, the whirlwind. And he literally puts Job in check. Watch this. There are times in our life when we're going through situations, we have the haters telling us maybe we sinned against the Lord. We have all these judgmental people that have not walked in our shoes. They've not walked in your shoes. They don't know what you've gone through. They don't know what you struggle with on a daily basis. If 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 you have issues, uh, you know, in your household, they don't live with you. They don't know that, right? So they become very judgmental, and then all of a sudden, you start believing that something's wrong and something's wrong, and then the complaint goes against God. And sometimes God has to check us, and that's exactly what God does to Job. He puts him in check. And in fact, he says, were you there when I created the heavens and the earth? Were you there when the birds gave flight? Were you there? Have, did you, were you the one that created the miracle of animals giving birth? And I mean, God just starts just, just boom, putting them in check. When Job hears this, Job begins to understand that regardless of the situation that Job is going through, God is still God. God is still in control. Now, we didn't read verses 6 through 12. And the reason we didn't read that is because Job didn't know what happened in verse 6 through 12. I want to read those. I want to read. I want to read those verses for you right now. It says in verse number six, and there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said to Satan, whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, and perfect and upright man, one that feareth God, and that sheweth evil? Verse number nine. And verse number nine. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? Has thou not made a hedge about him, about his house, about all that he has on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. Verse 12, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. 
So Satan went forth from the presence of God. We're going to stop here. Job didn't know that this was happening in the heavenly realm. Job got up that morning and did what he always did. He worshiped the Lord. He sacrificed unto the Lord. God knew Job's character. As children of God, we have to understand we are vessels of God. So think of a cup. Think of a coffee cup. The owner decides how to utilize the cup. The cup does not tell the owner how it wants to be utilized. When we came to the Lord, we got baptized in Jesus' name. We came into his service. We are vessels, which means God will determine how he utilizes us, not how we want to be utilized. We don't have a say in it if, in fact, we surrender ourselves to the Lord. So this conversation, Job has no idea. And all of this stuff happens. And the Bible says he continues to worship the Lord. There's a second conversation in chapter two, because in chapter one, Job doesn't get the boils. In fact, the Lord tells Satan, you can't touch him. Everything that he has, do what you want. You're not going to touch him. And that's where the cattle and the sheep and the house and the kids, all of that stuff, right? All of that went away. In chapter 2, God gives Satan permission to touch Job, but not to kill him. And this is where the boils come in. As a child of God, you have to understand, number one, if you're going through a situation, you have to do inventory of your life. And if there's sin in your life, yes, you have to repent. You have to give that to the Lord. You have to get right with God. But if you're doing inventory of your life, and you're realizing, you know, I haven't sinned. And I'm not saying you're perfect. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Everybody sins. What I'm saying is, I'm doing, what I'm saying is, I'm doing what the Word of God says I'm supposed to be doing. I'm living my life the way the Word of God says I'm supposed to be doing. I'm worshiping the Lord. I'm studying His Word. I'm getting closer to Him. Everything seems to be lining up. And then all of a sudden, something like this happens. It may not be once you do inventory and you realize it, you know, it's not sin. You have to understand it's not, it's not sin that, that's causing this. It may be that God wants to use you to be a testimony for someone else. Because you're a child of God, all eyes are on you. Whether you want to admit that or not with your friends, with family members, you're a Christian, right? You're an apostolic or you're a Pentecostal or whatever, however you want to term, whatever term you want to utilize, all eyes are on you because the world doesn't want to know how are you going to react when things go good. They don't care about that. What the world wants to know, what your friends want to know, what your family want to know is how are you going to react when things get tough? So the next time that you're going through a situation, God knows why you're going through it. The next time you go through a struggle, you have to understand, you may not understand it, and there may not be sin in your life. God knows why he's doing it. Because somebody's watching you, somebody's taking note of your actions, 
And you don't know if because of your testimony, that individual that's watching you is going to decide to give their life to the Lord. So I encourage you, if you're going through a situation right now, give it to God. God knows. Let's not be like Job, the the middle part of Job, right? Let's not be like that where we begin to complain and we begin to curse the day we were born and, and get on Facebook and start throwing a pity party, just all this weird stuff that people do, right? We're not like ordinary people. Our prayer should be, Lord, in the midst of triumph, allow me to worship you. In the midst of battle, allow me to worship you. In the midst of going through a hard time, allow me to worship you. Because remember, you are a vessel of God and God loves you so much, but you're already saved. He loves you so much that he's willing to utilize you for a testimony to be able to reach somebody that needs a touch of the Lord. Because at the end of the day, God Nose. Don't forget to check out our website at epicenterfresno.com where you will find links to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram.